Hi, best friends. I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we are discussing the third Steminist novella, Below Zero by Allie Hazelwood. So this was an interesting novella, as Allie Hazelwood always does. It started off like literally so promising. And it really was so, so good until the last 20 pages. Mm-hmm. And then it went downhill, like all of them do. <clears throat> I have the the description pulled up on Goodreads just okay. to kind of give everyone an idea of what's going on here. What's so, going on? <laughs> what's going on? It says, it will take the frosty terrain of the Arctic to show these rival scientists that their chemistry burns hot. Mara, Sadie, and Hannah are friends first, scientists always. Though their fields of study might take them to different corners of the world, they can all agree on this universal truth. When it comes to love and science, opposites attract and rivals make you burn. Hannah's got a bad feeling about this. Not only has the NASA aerospace engineer found herself injured and stranded at a remote Arctic research station, but the one person willing to undertake the hazardous rescue mission is her long-term rival. Ian has been many things to Hannah, the villain who tried to veto her expedition and ruin her career, the man who stars in her most deliciously lurid dreams, but he's never played the hero. So why is he risking everything to be here? And why does his presence seem just as dangerous to her heart as the coming snowstorm? Oh, they made that sound way more interesting than this book actually (laughs) It did. It sounded like an adventure. And it's not. Um, It is funny, though. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate it? Um, I got like a 7.24 out of 10. It was really cute. But again, there's just always something I cannot look past in an Allie Hazelwood novel. And we'll talk about it. I refuse um, I to have turn the, a blind eye. I have all three pages bookmarked so I can read them to you and all the travesty that they are. Perfect. So I rated this one a 7.5 out of 10. I remember the first time I was reading this one, I thought it was going to be my favorite of the three and it quickly ruined it for me. Um, and again, it's, it's what you would expect. I did forget how good the beginning, like how strong the beginning was though. Like I really did genuinely enjoy the first part of it. As always though, like sometimes I have a big issue with female main characters and this was no different. So mm-hmm. this one focuses on Hannah, who we've, you know, seen in passing in the past two novellas just through FaceTime. Um, but she's one of the three best friends that makes up Santa, Mar- Santa, Sadie, Mara, <laughs> and Hannah. She is, I don't want to say she's like a pick-me girl, but like she kind of is, though. They all are a little bit, but I think it's because they have that quirky energy. They're just so quirky. It's a bit of internalized misogyny, isn't it? Like, she, it, it's just annoying. just really puts me off because she's just like, ew, I can't let anyone close to me. Like, why would I have best friends? Couldn't be me. I've never been nice to a person in my life. And it's like, yeah. all right, girl. Yeah. Sure. Pop like, off. Work it out. She's like, these other two girls have just wormed their way into my heart by force. It's like, did you just plan on going your whole life without friends? And also, that's like kind of a mean thing to say about your friends. (laughs) It's like, these people would give anything for you. Oh my god, it's like, it's like Hassan and Amir all over again. Unfortunately, she did kind of remind me of my youngest sister. Stop! Tori, close your ears. Tori, I love you so much. No, but Tori is not... Hmm? She's mean, but she means well. <laughs> She's mean, but she means well. <laughs> you know it. what I'm saying? 
but yeah, Hannah and Tori are two peas in a pod. I honestly did not draw that comparison, but now that you've said it, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we have Ian, and honestly, he is so baby girl, and we had such high hopes. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> he immediately ruined it, though. As soon as given, he was given the opportunity, he took it and he ran. Okay, but he did it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He did not immediately ruin it. So, like, beginning of this book, like, Mara sets Hannah up to visit her cousin, Ian, who she hasn't seen in years, to do an interview. Mm-hmm. And they have one of my favorite things on Earth, which is just, like, an office place, like, romp. Yeah. And it was amazing. And it was everything I wanted. It was perfect. It was very realistic. And it was, I was like, why can't we just keep these good times going? Mm-hmm. But then the second time they're intimate, he just starts saying the weirdest shit. Yeah. He got too comfortable. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Um, we'll talk about it. Not right now, because I'm a little upset, but we'll <laughs> Dude, we need it. to cool off. Um, <laughs> but I feel like my favorite part of the book, because honestly, I'm a sucker for a good, like, damsel in distress, like, yeah. type of plot line, is when he actually, like, ran to a freaking, he ran through an active blizzard to go save her. Or was and it he, an avalanche? Yeah. It was an avalanche, yeah. He fought, like, danger, but I think it was also a blizzard, right? Yeah, it was I mean, snowing. They're in the Arctic. They, yeah. They were in Norway, yeah. So, like, it was, it was hot. It was honestly hot. Yeah, I love that. And also, it's like, like, when they first meet, he's just, like, in there, like, coding. And, like, he is so smart and so techy. And I love that shit. And, like, it was giving Dom from Ravenhood. But make him ginger. Yum. And, like, Swedish, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I was here for it. Same. Here for it. Yeah, so those are, like, our two main characters that everyone focuses on. And then, of course, we always have to have, like, the fucking workplace villain, Dr. Merrill. And I feel <laughs> like it's always, like, the girls' superiors that, like, are causing drama in their lives. And yeah. so, like, Helena Harding in the first one, she's not. Like, she has drama, but she's not a villain. She's right. just meddlesome. Mm-hmm. But then, like... Sadie's boss is the one who was like, oh, well, he's just using you, sweetie. Like, and she's like, oh, God, okay. Yeah. And then this guy is literally trying to kill her. He was (laughs) like, yeah, girl, you can actually go into the Arctic Circle by yourself. You'll be okay. (laughs) He was like, like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't know. Um, yeah. So lastly, we have like the best friends, Mara and Sadie. I'm glad we finally got to see them all together and that all of their little bows hit it off because that makes it so much cuter when all of the couples are best friends. I just forgot how freaking precious Liam is. And I love that he's like made an appearance in all three books. Yes. Oh my god. He's gosh. so cute. And they're always low-key bullying him, but in a fun way. But like oh, in a really, god. like really friendly way. It builds character. Gentle yeah, bullying. Fine. So oh. we do have some thoughts and concerns yeah. about this book. We really do. So I feel like we have two very different feelings about her being trapped because the whole time I was giddy. I was like, yes, like she needs rescued and here he comes. And you were like scared and anxious. No, and like, while I do love like the damsel in distress vibes, um, the thought of being trapped alone and like, a crack in the world just fills me with anxiety. 
And I like, would be so like, scared. And that Bella. is my worst fear. So I have like what I would consider to be pretty extreme, like health and wellness anxiety. Um, <laughs> and I don't travel often because of it. And so like, first of all, you would never catch me dead uh, traveling to Norway in the middle of nowhere. Really? But secondly, you would never catch me traveling into the like barren wasteland that is Svelsbard. Like that's my worst fear. Yeah. Is like a medical event happening in which I am alone and probably going to die by myself. Yeah. And it very quickly becomes an emergency. <laughs> so that's a valid fear. Um, honestly, I don't fault you for that at all. And I would not want to be in that situation either. But like reading about it, I was like, yes, she's fine. She's totally <laughs> Yum. Fine. The story really does start off with a bang. I will give it that. Like, it is so good. A literal very, Yeah, <laughs> literally. It is captivating. And, like, they keep it going. And, like, when she meets Ian, like, it's very cute. And it's very, mm-hmm. like, natural. And I love, like, how they hit it. Like, seems very organic the yes. way they hit it off. And, like, what normal people would do. Do most normal people sleep with each other in an office? No. But I love that. But and, I love it for a book. Yeah. And, like, that was great. And, like... Then t- talking about Ian, Ian's like childhood video that's passed around at Thanksgiving where he took a shit in like a demo toilet at Lowe's. <laughs> like, that's amazing. What a great story to tell. Yeah. And I hope like, someone why, tells that at his wedding. It's like, why couldn't like we just keep that type of humor going? Yeah. And then not make it weird. Not make it weird. And crevasse themed. <laughs> okay. The crevasse was so funny, though. The crevasse is funny, but, uh, oh, crater themed is what I meant to say. Yeah. Not make the humor. I was like, no, I loved everything about the crevasse. Yes. I also love the crevasse. Um, and Hannah is honestly, she's just really funny anyway. She's very dry and I love that. Yeah. And again, it's very Tory. It's giving, it's giving your youngest sister. Yeah. Like she's a little bit of a bully and that's fine. So here's where it starts to go downhill. Mm-hmm. And let me actually just pull up. It starts on page 117. So not to be cross, but. <laughs> but so, to be cross, yes. Uh, to be cross. So he's got her titties in his mouth, right? Okay. And he said, he, she says, he seems satisfied to nibble on my tits. And I'm like, ew, what a weird. Actually, sorry. This starts on page 116. <laughs> it's like Um, is he a newborn baby why are we saying that i didn't like it nibble is such an odd choice of words is he a mouse can he not take more in his mouth i guess not. (laughs) he's not like a uh adam from not yeah dude how did we go from full (laughs) adam carlson yeah i thought i was making that up because it was an adam driver fic where did you okay side note they're making that into a movie oh (laughs) <laughs> oh. anyway i will not be watching that and i will be sidebar over no so like we got adam carlson who puts the whole boot in his mouth who vacuums the entire titty in there the whole thing and then we got ian floyd who's like no 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 ian just the nipples. nipples too much oh god it's like squidward with the crabby patty oh my god where the teeth like extend out <laughs> <laughs> and he was satisfied oh, oh god um, and then he proceeds to say they're as pretty as the columbia hills mm-mm. okay i don't know what those are 
Um, <laughs> Are they titty shaped? Maybe. Okay. And so then he's like traveling down her body, right? And he stops at her sternum and he said, this is the Medusa Fosse. Fosse? Fosse? I don't know. I don't know. It even I'm not has a nerd. these pretty little freckles. I don't know what that is, but I think it's Greedy's comparing them. Um, and then it says he exhales a ticklish trail along my rib cage, and this is after she asks if he would fuck her. And he said, "But maybe I want to play with the Herschel crater first, and then sticks his tongue inside her belly button." Jail. Maybe jail. 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 Maybe I want to play with. You leaving me alone for the rest of my life. It gets worse. And so then he moves up to her cheekbone and says, this one right here is the Solus Lacus, the eye of Mars, getting all worked up during dust storms. And then what he the fuck moves- does that mean? <laughs> and then he moves to her clit and says, this is the Olympus Mons. Nope. And he said, and I really want to come inside you. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Um, There is such a thing as too much communication during sex. <laughs> and then he said, or maybe it's the Vastitas Borealis, the oceans that used to fill it. Like, it just really took me out of the moment, you know, because I'm, like, not sure what these things are because mm-hmm. I'm not obsessed with Mars. Even if you knew what those things are, I just, I can't imagine that it's sexy to hear about it and how your body is compared to... But she's a little freak. She's a little freak, though. Yeah. She's into it, and he's into it, because they both work for NASA, and apparently that's the only way they can communicate. In conclusion, Allie Hazelwood has once again just really taken me out of the moment with the absolute worst dirty talk known to man. Yeah, I need, I think we need um, someone who actually works for NASA to kind of, like, let us know if they would be turned on by that. Yeah. If you feel um, comfortable sharing. If Yeah, if you happen to come upon this podcast, mm-hmm. shoot us an email at thisisreported at gmail.com. Yeah, and it's for science, so you'd be greatly contributing. And we'll keep it anonymous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll just let them know that you work for NASA, but not what department or anything. We'll make up a name for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, and like, this is why I won't read the rest of Allie Hazelwood's novels, because the novellas just about killed me. Um, yeah. I did buy the other one, Love on the Brain. Haven't read it. Super scared. She's coming out with another one soon. Mm-hmm. Still super scared. And for some reason, just like... They, it can't just be, like, a meet-cute and, like, they fall in love and, like, that's it. No, they're always rivals. Yes. And I don't like that. It's like, like just change it up wrong. a little bit. I love enemies to lovers, but write something else. But it just seems so washed up. Yeah. Because they're always rivals and it's always, like, in the same workplace or something. It's and it's like- always the same fucking industry. And, like, I love that it's women in STEM. I mm-hmm. love women in STEM. Yeah. But... Like, why can't they be normal? Why can't they be normal? And, like, why can't... Well, I guess the one time the the man didn't work in STEM pretty much was uh, Liam. Liam. Which I love that one. Yeah. But she made it weird. She did make it weird. She always makes it weird. Um, Yeah. Like, come on. Allie Hiswood, you're a one-trick pony, girl. Try something new. 
I would greatly appreciate I'm still it. Gonna, I'm still going to watch the movie, though. Like, I love you. And um, it's like, I'm still going to support you because I love you, but... I love your work, but also please try something new and make it not weird. Thank you. Um, <laughs> That's all we ask. But for the love hypothesis movie, also people are like, what if they actually had Adam Driver as Adam Carlson? And I was like, in my mind, that is who he is, but I don't want to see that on screen. I don't want, I don't want that. him to be forever associated with... Like, yeah. in the book, he... I love Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. I love Adam Driver so much, yeah. but he is not the same as Adam Carlson. No. He's way too sexy to be Adam He's Carlson. so I'm hot. Sorry. And Adam Driver's hot in his own way. Caitlin doesn't think so, but I do. I think... No, no, no. I think he is, but, like, it's... It's, it's different. Himself. I don't think, like, he's conventionally attractive. No, he's not. And, like, Adam Carlson, I think, is conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's, like, into him. And I really don't want Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley to play them, even though that is who they were based off of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll but have yeah. to fan cast it for you guys. We'll do that. As soon as they announce when it's coming out, we'll fan cast it. Yeah, so that wraps up the Steminist novellas. And we might be doing some Allie Hazelwood in the future. I don't know. We probably will. Yeah, it just depends on when we feel up to it again. (laughs) For as much as we rag on her, we still we still do love her. So who's really winning here? It's It's Allie. Uh, But join us next week. We're going to be reading Den of Vipers by K.A. Knight. Once again, please check your trigger warnings. It is a why choose romance. It is very dark. Um, We actually have not read it still. So it'll be brand new to both of us. And I'm very excited. I think that's exciting because usually one of us has read the book already by the time we discuss it. We do try to like vet some of the books. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) If it's, if it's going to make it onto the show, but I mean, sometimes it's fun to be surprised. And I think it's going to be a surprise. (laughs) And the week after that, we will be doing another installment of Poetry Corner where we are going to feature some select works by Sylvia Plath. Very exciting. But yeah, go ahead, get started on Den of Vipers. We'll talk to you next time. And as always, let's get lit. 